everybody, and welcome to another episode of Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and today is a very special episode, just like all of our episodes, in that uh, we're discussing House of X, issue four of six. And uh, I gotta say, guys, this issue, just like every other issue, is just knocking my socks off. So to, uh, this week, that's actually the only comic that we're going to be talking about, so I want to jump right into it. Just so you guys all know, uh, I will be talking spoilers on this. So uh, if you haven't read this or you're wanting to wait, that's fine. Just press pause and come back. Otherwise, buckle up because this issue was absolutely insane. And I'll tell all of you who are about to press pause, just go out and get the issue because it's 100% worth it. So, um, House of X, issue four of six. This is written by uh, Jonathan Hickman with art by Pepe Larraz, color art by Marte Gracia, and letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. And now that's the pieces out of the way, guys, I just wanted to tell you, I said earlier, if you remember, I said that this is a very special uh, episode. And that's because this is, um, I'll say this much. I should have said it before. This is the wedding episode. But in reality, this is actually the funeral episode of Comics and Cinema. And it's the funeral for all of the X-Men that died in this issue. Uh, I was, uh, and I'll tell you this much, I was not expecting that until I got to work this morning and multiple websites felt the need to spoil this in their headlines. And I'm going to take, take this minute right now just to get this gripe out of the way because it was really bugging me today. And I'm going to call these people out too. So um, IGN. The title of the IGN um, headline article for this issue, and and you know it, it's whatever they're they're doing think pieces on every single one of these issues, and that's great because I, I love to hear other people's thoughts. But the title of the piece was something like the X Men, um, basically like a lot of X Men die in this tragic issue, and it's like. Yeah, you didn't tell me who, you didn't tell me which X Men died, but you're telling me that there's tragedy, like how. Why would you say that as the title of your story? And then um, CBR did that as well on theirs too. So it was like, okay, great. So I knew something was coming. But I'd like to point out that I knew something was coming already. And we all did, didn't we? I mean, I, t- I think I talked about this on the prior uh, House episode. The ending of the issue was the plane exploding. And my thought was, okay, they're not dead, but they're going to fight and they'll probably die but they're going to get they're going to get it and that's going to be the whole point cuz then we're going to get to see what happens when the X-Men die like does Xavier bring them back through those pods uh, I don't know but even worse off than both of those and this this is the one that really bummed me out the most um and honestly I don't even want to I don't even want to say his name cuz I like the guy but it's it's one of the one of the writers uh, at IGN who I'm a huge fan of I think he's awesome and uh, I, like I said I won't say his name but he's a huge fan of Pokemon and I I love Pokemon too but he tweeted a picture of when Nightcrawler and Wolverine are saying goodbye to each other and said something like, this issue had me shook. And I was like, and I had read the issue at that point that I saw it, but I was like, are you kidding me? Why are you posting spoilers like this? And someone called him out on it and said, why are you posting like this? They were like, I'm actually going to pull this up on my Twitter because I was, um, he actually liked my comments, so I'm going to be able to find this really fast. But I was just, 
I don't I don't get why people feel the need to spoil this for other people. It's like, oh, look at me. I'm the first person who read this book, so I'm going to comment on it. Like, we get it. We get it. You work for a company where you get free comics and you get to read them for free and review them. Well, normal people like us have to wait until the comic shop opens. So sorry that you spoiled this um, uh, uh, this piece of it. So, um, so he, like I said, he posted that bit. It says, Hickman's X-Men relaunch is really just going for it. Every issue, and it's leaving me emotionally drained and exhausted. I know none of the shocking events in House of X 4 permanent because comics, but that didn't stop this Kurt Logan moment from rending me in two. And I, I'm thinking to myself, one, I felt the exact same way. Uh, but two, why are you saying this? And why are you saying this at 11.45 a.m.? That's literally 45 minutes after my comic shop opened. But someone, someone posted and said, come on, man, it's not been out 12 hours yet. And he said, my apologies. I don't think this tweet reveals anything in particular besides an out-of-context panel. Also, I've seen other people in sites just blatantly spoil what happens, so I thought this was appropriately vague while also getting my point across. And um, and the guy replied, and, and I agree. He said, ah, fair enough, mate. You're the one of the only comic journalists I follow, so that's probably why I missed it. Um, but also, you didn't miss it, okay? He spoiled it. He spoiled a piece of it. And regardless of what you think, if you're the kind of person that wants to go in to... Uh, a book like this, or heck, if you were the kind of person who wanted to go into Avengers Endgame, and even if someone who's already seen Avengers Endgame told you something like, oh, you are going to love the ending, like that to me is already a spoiler for the movie because you're so shook after Infinity War. So it's like, I don't know, it's a poor it's a poor excuse to blame other sites. Oh, well, these sites spoiled it, so it's probably okay if I do it, but not as bad. I like... Uh, regardless regardless that's the only that's really the only spoiler is that all of the x-men die and uh it's not even it's not even as bad as i'm making it out to be but so yes so back to back to the main story um this is a funeral episode so i i i'm i started this first page it's just professor x saying no more and i was like oh no what's this and issue four it will be done oh you know the battle's coming and yeah the battle is coming and interestingly enough the issue starts out with another graph explaining of all the times that the X-Men kind of died or like their, the mutants got their numbers cut. So they go into detail about Genosha and then about the Decimation, which was House of M. And uh, just explaining like before these events, there were this many mutants. Now there's only this many mutants. And then um, the whole instance is essentially Xavier is merging his mind with everyone else, thanks to the cuckoo, the Stepford cuckoos but they're communicating directly with Jean Grey in space because they're, they're there, and she's like, it's bad. She's like, it's bad. Archangel and Husk are already dead. Nightcrawler's got some kind of internal injury, and Logan is not his full self. We underestimated these people, and it cost us. And um, God, just the way, that, the way that Hickman's writing every single character in here, he just perfectly exemplifies all the things that I loved, and that's why I've pointed this out before. I'm a huge, huge X-Men fan, but I am not the biggest X-Men comic fan, and that's because I've found that so many of the X-Men comics are just the, the exact same. It's like, oh, the the humans are, are um, discriminating against us or being mean to us, and they hate us, and we have to, we still have to fight them because we're the good guys, and, um, you know, but they're going to just keep beating us down. It seemed like essentially every X-Men story was, well, we can't win, but we're still going to try. Like, we, yeah, we, we beat the bad guy, but humanity still hates us. 
and it was like they it was almost like it felt like they settled like every single time they that was their settlement even recently like in the newest the x-men gold series that came out i read probably the first 10 issues of that and the whole thing with that was like someone's trying to uh, ruin the reputation of the X-Men. It's like, oh, no surprise there. And then right at the same time, X-Men Red was coming out. And same thing there was someone's trying to ruin humanity's, you know, thinking that the X-Men are bad sort of thing. Like that's been every story. So to have a story like this be completely different, a complete 180. And not only that, but you're getting characterization for characters that you, it's not that you didn't realize you needed it, but that's kind of what it is. Like you've been, and I can't speak for everybody, right? Like, I'm sure there's some of you out there that loved the recent X-Men stuff. And there's been some stuff I've loved. Like I said, I love the newest Uncanny X-Men. Uh, I really enjoyed X-Men Red. Uh, X-Men Blue was good for a while. Uh, but, you know, the whole kids being trapped in time took too long. Regardless, um, I'd forgotten what it felt like to be a fan of the X-Men, especially to be a fan of the original X-Men. Uh, those X-Men that I had seen in the animated show and X-Men Evolution in the books that I read. Because I actually, I read more X-Men books than I did comic books when I was younger. I had the, uh, the Times, Time Arrow series I've got on my shelf, the one that was the X-Men and Spider-Man tag teamed. It was like a three-book series. Regardless, um, he just kills it. So you've got Jean Grey kind of saying that. Xavier says can you complete the mission? And it's like, okay, all right, yeah, all right. And she's like, I don't know. And then Scott just says, yes, we can finish it. We have to, or this was for nothing. Wolverine says, he's right. Urgh. We finish this because if we don't, they'll finish us. Don't kid yourself, Red. We're playing for blood here. So we soldier on. That's what Xavier says. And uh, Cyclops says, yes, Nightcrawler, can you still get us in there? Don't worry about me. I'm fine. And so he teleports everyone in there. And there it go, and I'm I, I I'm sort of reading this to you guys, but I really, if you haven't seen this, you gotta check this out for yourself. I'm gonna skip some stuff in here just so I don't spoil it all for you. But Nightcrawler teleports them in. Essentially, they're having to take out the um, what are they? The the control collars. So the master mold is on this giant um, machine or orbiting station by the sun, and the master mold is just this giant sentinel head essentially, and it's got four. Uh, control collars that are connected to it. Almost the same as if like a charger was plugged into your phone and there were four of them plugged in and it was keeping the phone afloat in the air and space around the sun. And so he teleports uh, Cyclops to one, Wolverine to the other, uh, Mystique to the third, and then Nightcrawler to the fourth and kind of explains why those and that's the coolest part it's like explains why those are the four people going in it was like okay cool that's awesome and then at the same time you've got the the scientist whose husband gave her life and exploded for it to destroy the ship she's crying and, and omega sentinels like you got to get up like we've got to do something and i can't tell you what to do but if you don't do it like all of this is going to be for nothing so it's funny that he's got this this uh contrast between the two teams that both of them are saying like you have to do this or it's for nothing. And then, um, so then at the same time, they're, I guess, going to board, they're boarding the ship as well, which Jean, so Jean Grey, and I think it's, uh, I think I saw it, her name is M, but uh, her, yeah, it's Monet. And so she's the other character, they're on the ship. But then it goes, should I have them stand down? She's like, no, we're going to need to, Krakung, Krakung, what was that? 
That was the sound of failure, Dr. Gregor. The mutants have disengaged two of the callers. It's like, ooh, guys, they're going to do it. They're going to get it. Section four and check section two. That's Wolverine and Nightcrawler. They both did it. Wolverine essentially killed everybody in there, and Nightcrawler kind of tied them up. But then you've got Gene kind of saying, okay, you know, we're getting it. We're getting it. But um, all of a sudden, their ship gets attacked because they just surrounded it. So Gene's like, Professor, I got to go. And, oh, man, this is where it starts getting tough. Monet's like, they have to find someone on this ship or they're going to look for you. Like, you've got to get out of here. You're the only one that can communicate with everybody. So I'm sending you out an escape pod. And then she just starts ripping people apart in the ship, Monet does. She says, my goodness, have you bitten off more than you can chew? And uh, just starts reaming into them. But it's assumed that she dies. That's the last scene that you see of her. So Monet dead, maybe. Um, but then you got Cyclops just blowing through people with his visors, and he's like, I'm at my control collar, disengaging now, ka-chung, or ka-chung, and, uh, all that leaves is you, Mystique, 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 are you there, stop screaming in my head, Summers, I hear you, I got turned around, but I'm here now, hold on, something's not right, and there they are, the doctor's there, and they open the pod bay door, open the pod bay door, Hal, and Mystique gets sucked out into space, holy cow so she's dead immediately dead so now they're they're off one and uh so the scientist decides at this point we're turning it on like we're turning the mother mold on and and omega sentinel's like whoa 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 whoa. little little too soon for that like that's not going to be good and she's like nope like basically what she said like it's all going to be for nothing we've got to do it and so at this point uh xavier's like gene they powered the mother mold like professor we're almost out of time we're going to fail and uh here we go we don't know what to do Professor Xavier, with the sternest face, says, do, do whatever it takes. And and then Jean Grey says, did you get that, Scott? And Scott says, yeah. And he's staring out at the mother mold who's coming to life. It's booting up. And this part's super creepy. But he says, Scott. And he's like, what? Who said Scott? Oh, my God. Here, and I'm already, I'm already, my arms are at full attention, my arm hair. I'm at full chill mode right now. Uh, We can get there ain't any other way slim and it's him and nightcrawler just sitting there and cyclops just stares down and says go and they look and this is what this is what that uh twitter guy spoiled but and i gotta read this whole thing because this is it's cathartic for me but uh, you ready so i gotta ask is you still think there's something waiting for us on the other side worried about your soul logan just wondering what someone like me should expect when you wake from this earthly slumber my friend look for me I will be there waiting for you, radiant and with open arms. And they freaking teleport onto the Mother Mold site, onto that last uh, column channel thing that's connected to it. Nightcrawler immediately incinerates because they're so close to the sun. And Wolverine is immediately starting to just fry up, and he is just hacking and slashing at this thing. Not the the mold, just at the piece hanging onto the mold. And this is where it gets even creepier. So the mold, the, the mold, mother mold wakes up, or the master mold. If man, if man made me, then they are God. And you are titans, their spoiled lineage. But while you war, we children sit in judgment above us, of those above us. We judge and find you both wanting. So not only does this machine think that the mutants are a problem, but they're thinking that the humans are a problem too. So it's probably best that as Wolverine slices through that final bit of metal and floats into oblivion in space, that the machine says, Do you hear us, Olympus? 
we have stolen your fire, and with it, we will burn you all. But the head's falling into the sun, so... And then right as it goes, Cyclops says, bravest man I know, talking about Wolverine. Uh, and then Gene, tell the professor it's done. It cost us our friends, our family, but it's done. And then Storm's like, oh, goddess. And then, But then Gene gets attacked as well, and Cyclops gets killed too. He's like, I'm on my way. And then all of a sudden gets shot from behind by Omega Sentinel, gets, gets put a bunch of nanites in him. And uh, he says, it doesn't matter. It's over. We destroyed the mother mold. We've won. Capturing me means nothing. And the doctor comes out and says, capture you. My husband's dead. I'm not taking prisoners today. And Cyclops says, I'm sorry, Gene. I'm not going to make it. And then gets blown up. And Gene's like, no. And then all of those sentinels that flew in from Mercury in the last episode surround Gene's pod as well. And the last thing you see is it just, it's assumed that she dies as well. And so then we get kind of a, it seems to be a narration from Professor Xavier. He says, look at what they've done, what they always do. Look at how this always ends with fire and death and the funerals of our children. Every victory, ash. Every triumph, defeat. They've murdered so many of us. The world has grown used to it. This is just how things are for those people, for mutants. No more. And the last panel is Xavier looking down. Like, they're all on their knees at this point crying. And there's just a tear coming down from Xavier's helmet. And it says, no more. And then this ends with a blank white page that just says, no more. And then literally, and this is where it's like, this is weird. Three more full two-page things just explaining Genosha and Decimation constantly saying, no more, no more, no more. And then on the last page in giant letters, no more. What does that mean? So no more. So at this point, my thoughts are first, like I said, we call I called it. I hope I hope the the um, the tape shows that on the prior episodes. But um, so the X Men are dead, and uh, my theory, like I said, is that Xavier cloned them or did something. He's going to bring them back. But there's also an interesting theory that maybe that's all of this is supposed to happen in this lifetime, so that Moira can get her eleventh life. But when you look at it like that, Moira's eleventh life, um, it would it, you, she would be starting over. So the the whole mother mold thing would be the master mold thing would be gone. Like the whole Nimrod situation, they would have to do it again. So it doesn't make sense. So something is dis. There's a disconnect there that I haven't figured out yet. But I was just I was stunned, and I I agree with um I keep wanting to say his name, but um I agree that I don't think these deaths are permanent by any means. Otherwise, they wouldn't have killed so many in such a short time. But the way that they killed them, the characterization of how they were talking with each other, specifically my favorite and almost favorite two mutants, Nightcrawler and Wolverine, that relationship that they've grown over the years just was on full display here. Like that is just such a powerful like. I'm about to cry. Like the fact that Wolverine finally realizes that he's going to die and is worried about the afterlife. And at the same time, Kurt is full on like in his spiritual religious mode of like, it's going to be okay. I'm going to be there waiting for you. Like how that's just so touching. And uh, so I hope they come back. And obviously they're gonna because uh, they're in these new Dawn of X books. Like the X-Men series that Hickman's writing, the first issue has Cyclops, Jean Grey, and Wolverine in it. Like they're there. Though I will point out something interesting that I I read uh, briefly in the Marvel Universe free comic um, that is, it's free for download on on the Marvel app. 
So check it out. It may be available on Comixology as well, but it's essentially, they do this every once in a while. They release these, it's like the Marvel Universe, essentially like, what's happening next? And so they do little fake interviews with the artists and the authors, uh, like, oh, you know, what were your inspirations for this book or whatnot? And so there's, they did all of the new Dawn of X series and some other stories. But what was interesting was Jonathan Hickman's book in it. And uh, I've got it right here. He essentially is asked, uh, the cover of X-Men 1 features an intriguing look at the Summers family tree plus Wolverine. Does that family dynamic play a big role in your overall story? And Hickman says, well, the X-Men book is not about the Summers claim. It's just one issue. Each issue of X-Men is planned to be a one and done, and each issue will have a new cast with some overlap from issue to issue. This leads to that, and that means characters A and B need to be replaced with G and H. In fact, in that oversized first issue, the big action stuff is Cyclops, Magneto, Polaris, and Storm. Then all the Summers Clan stuff gets rolling. Anyway, it'll be fun. That's all anyone needs to worry about. And uh, yes, a single adventure. Marvel says single issue adventures have been sprinkled in throughout the X Men's history, but other than the Silver Age, they are certainly an exception rather than the rule. But you've chosen to take this approach. Why do you choose this format? He said, uh, "The book to have a certain velocity. I've certainly been guilty of it myself, but I think there's a little too much meandering in comics right now." And that uh, I don't know. I think Hickman just gets the X Men like. That is so it's so true about specifically the X-Men, like the prior books and a lot of other comic books on the shelves these days, like certain certain stories you're like, oh man, like it's taking too long to get to the end of this story. Or like, can you please just, you're, you're like, these are filler issues sort of thing. So I'm really excited. And I'm actually, after I read that, I was like, okay, for sure. I haven't, I haven't done it yet, but I was like, I'm gonna, uh, I will be subscribing to X-Men at my local comic shop. So I'll be getting that one right when it comes out every week even though I've been pre-ordering the variant covers. But uh, yeah, so that's House of X4. And with that in mind, it, it means obviously somehow these X-Men are coming back. I don't know how, and I'm okay with that. I'm so happy with that. That's We're essentially right now, if you want to think about it, we are in the same spot we were at the very end of Avengers Infinity War, where the bad guy won, or in this case, the good guys lost, because you know the real the bad guy didn't win. They still the good guys lost. It was just or the good guys won. It was just at a heavy cost. But even with Infinity War, my first thought was, yeah, of course, all of those heroes are going to come back. But it's the how. It's the how they come back that's good. And Avengers Endgame knocked the how out of the park. I have no doubt that Hickman's going to knock the how out of the park as well in this series or in, in, in Powers too. And it's kind of sad to think about as well. We're, uh, we're past the halfway point. So we've only got two more issues of House of X. And then we have three issues of Powers of Ten. That's it. And then it's over and done. And uh, quick shout out if anyone's interested in variant covers, Mike Huddleston's been doing an incentive variant cover for each issue of House and Powers. And uh, they've been hit and miss. All of them have been beautiful, but I, I like collecting variant covers of characters I love or instant, like if the art is amazing. So I just pre, or I didn't pre-order, but I just ordered the Huddleston variant for this issue. Or no, I'm sorry, for next issue, which is uh, Powers of 10, 4. And um, it's, uh, it's Kitty Pride. Uh, doing like a, a drop kick on somebody, but her foot's going through them. But the shout out is House of X Five has a Nightcrawler variant cover for from Huddleston, and it looks badass. It's like him uh, teleporting in front of 
uh, all of the villagers from when he was, you know, when he was younger, but it's like him. It, I, I wish I could show it on the podcast. I can't, but, um, if you're into variant covers, definitely check that one out. But yeah, so that's, uh, that's house of X four. Like I said, phenomenal issue left with unfortunately more answers than questions. The only big question at this point is, you know, what's going to happen to the X-Men, but we know what's going to happen. It's going to be in the next few issues. Like you're not going to have to wonder for very long. It's going to probably, you'll probably find out uh, next week, but Hey, that was the reason why there were two house of X issues back to back, because that makes total sense. And I don't think we would have been able to survive on the cliffhanger from last week. So that's going to do it for me today, guys. I'm your host, Alex Klein. This is comics and cinema. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll talk to you next week.